Inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kisik is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And this week we are going over, uh, we are continuing our Summer of Superheroes and we're going to be discussing Logan. From, from 2017. Yes, 2017. I beat you to the punch. You did. This is going to be the X-Men that we cannot recommend unless you are part of the mature audience's only age group. Yes. Now, before we jump into the movie, do we want to talk about the upcoming episodes and like Yeah. the little bit of a little bit of a snafu that we found ourselves in? So, I was looking on Disney Plus because I had searched for X-Men. And I was like, oh, X-Men Wolverine Origins. I don't think we watched this one. And sure enough, we came up with four additional X-Men films that we have not watched. So, our summer of superheroes is going to be extended until October 11th. Making it the autumn of awesome. Oh, good job. We were trying to figure out like, okay. An alliteration. We didn't like the fall of superheroes because that just sounds bad. Yeah, they fell. I um, have to say like between, so like we were, we've already recorded the podcast for Revelation chapter 13. And then now I've like been able to take a shower and I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah, because you were starting, and I can always tell when we're podcasting, when your your interest just cuts, because you start walking away, you're like sitting in a different part of the room, and I'm like, I'm still trying to record, like, where did you go? Um, no, I, and that started happening right toward the end of that, but... So I joke with people that I'm basically like a giant toddler, I need my baths, my snacks, and my naps. Yeah. And someone else has my dairy-free yogurt right now, but I'm getting more delivered later on in the afternoon. And that's <laughs> another story for so, another day. Unless you'd like to briefly yeah, elaborate. Let's do it. So I am in love with the fact that I can go online, just click and pick my groceries, and have them delivered to my door. And it was like, oh, your groceries are here. And I opened up the door, and I was like... This is 24 cans of soda that I did not order. Someone else has my dairy-free yogurt and other groceries. So, yeah, I'm in I'm in the bedroom, and she calls out, Hey, we have the wrong groceries. And I look outside. It's like a 24-pack of Pepsi, uh, some bread, like some vegetables and stuff. And we're just like, okay. So you immediately call Walmart. Yes, I did. And I was very sweet and nice about it. 
this is why she called because I was like, <laughs> dude needs to be fired or hung up by his toes, one of the two. I was having grace and mercy with our DoorDash driver. Good job. <laughs> You're a better man than me or a woman. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, the mix-up was our groceries got sent to someone else in the same apartment complex and we got that that individual's groceries and of course jessica you were like well can't we just trade groceries he has ours we have his just trade and the sales associate was like oh ma'am they're the pandemic so you're gonna have to keep their groceries and we're just gonna send you some more so i'm like okay cool and of course my first question is are we gonna get double charged and they're like no uh, this was our, our fault, so yeah, this is on us. Well, and we had about $70 worth of groceries, so someone out there has lots of fun, you know, stuff now. So th- to that family, I hope you enjoy it. We yeah. also hope you have a cat because we got cat litter. Yeah, <laughs> and we're hoping we get our groceries. So anyway, that, that has nothing to do with this movie. So I feel like I can segue it, though. In this movie, we see Logan has foul language. Mr. Professor Charles Xavier is a crotchety old man. And I feel like if anything in our lives would indicate, hey, we could also be, my little heart is not happy, it would be because someone else has my dairy-free pizza right now. I'm trying to go vegan, but that's just a me thing. That's not an Anthony thing. Yeah. So, (laughs) you had never seen this movie before. No, because of the fact that I was like, he's going to drop the F-bomb a lot, and it's going to be violent, and I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. Well, and let's be honest, in 2017, uh, were you and I dating at that time? Yes, we We started dating in the summer of 2016. Yes, so we would have been dating, but not like... We... We I don't we wouldn't have seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I know. I think I you went and saw, saw it. it. I saw it with um, my brother. I think. Um, but yeah, and you were just like, no, nah, I don't want to see it or whatever. I do remember that. Um, and plus, you would have went with your mom. This Probably. is not a movie for your mom. Yeah. Neither are the Deadpool movies, by the way, that we're going to be reviewing later on in the so year. Excited. <laughs> so excited. So excited. Um, so just so you know. Now, what was your thought? So you knew you, you were going to have a language, it was going to be violent, but what was your thought as we watched the movie? You know, if I had to describe it in one world, one word, the tone of this movie was dismal. Yeah. They are not at the mansion. They're spending most of their time either in a kind of broken down limo or an old abandoned water tower type kind of a thing going on in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Like, Charles has gone from opulent upstate New York to I have some tiny plants that I tediously tend when I'm not having a medical emergency. Yeah. So, to kind of put this into context, the movie takes place in 2029. Mm -hmm. um, Because the limo is from 2024. I don't know if you picked up on that, but I did. I don't even know how you knew that. Because they said, oh yeah, he's driving a 24 limo. Well done. I kind of memorize things, so there you go. Random things. So the movie takes place in 2029, um, and at this point, most of the X-Men are dead. Mm -hmm. 
um, and then that genetic mutation that causes mutants has really kind of stopped when they don't explain what it is but they're basically playing with this idea that like there are no more mutants and there aren't any more being born we're not sure why but Charles is convinced otherwise he yeah of course is adamant that there are other younger mutants out there and we find out that there has been an organization that has been taking children kind of unwanted children injecting them with different mutant DNA capabilities mm -hmm. and training them to become super soldiers and I was just like this is heartbreaking it, for these kids this movie is very it plays that line very very narrowly like, like it's very scary in that regard palate cleanser afterwards would be highly recommended you cannot get the word word correct I cannot <laughs> for a podcaster to not be able to speak is very difficult. And you know, I also, like in my professional life, I'm a library assistant. So starting in September, I'm going to be, hopefully, returning to in-person story time. Uh, you got to learn to speak. I, I will. I will take elocution lessons and work on it. Not a... Oh, I think my cat got stuck in the laundry. Hold on. Okay, so she's going to rescue our cat. I'm going to keep talking. So, um, yeah, so we see Logan. This is based on the comic book mm -hmm. called um, Old Man Logan, as I believe is what it's called. But the movie is just called Logan. So Logan is, is old at this point. He's an old man. Um, and it sh there's a lot of scenes where it just shows him, like, physically weak it shows him um like he, him in the fight scenes are like he's very um he's slower he's not as agile um, and he has a really hard time with some of these fights and i really like that part about it simply because it just shows the progression now there's also this underlining story that um, Logan is dying. He's getting close to the end of his life. Uh, and we actually find out, if you kind of listen to the dialogue, you find out that what's killing him is the animantium skeleton that is uh, surged, like, is in his body. So, and the question is, you know, how is that? If he has this ability to heal, why is it that this metal skeleton that he has is actually what's killing him. Okay, the cat is good now. She uh, was just having a moment in the closet by the bags that I used to put Christmas presents in. So. Yeah. So, what we're talking about um, his metal skeleton. Did you? What did you remember about that part? Um, again, it took me so many movies to remember it's called adamantium, not yeah. vibranium or whatever. No, that's that's the shield. Okay. Our cats are just going to do their thing in the background. They're playing with toys. I yeah. don't know what's anyway. going on. Skeleton. <laughs> His skeleton. Okay, so. Why would it be killing him is my question. Again, I kind of wish we had watched like Wolverine Origins before we watched this movie, but that's okay. That was the plan, but. Um, so in Wolverine Origins, we see... Wolverine, like, in Japan, it's 
during wartime. He's a prisoner of war. And I, correct me if I'm wrong on this, it sounds like Wolverine's origins, for lack of a better way to put it, come out of the fact that he was basically a government experiment, again, trying to get sort of a super soldier mm -hmm. thing going on. So that's part of it. The other part is um, he was born in the 1800s. I don't remember the exact like time. Mm -hmm. um, and he was born with a lot of his superpowers, right? So like mm -hmm. the healing factor he already had, the claws he already had, but they were bone instead of metal. Mm -hmm. um, his ability to smell, um, you know, animals from far distance, things like that. He already had a lot of that ability. So what they did was when they did these experiments on him, really all they did was add the skeleton to him uh, and possibly uh, added a few more things, but that's the primary thing. Well, this metal that has been living inside of him mm -hmm. for hundreds of years he actually he actually keeps a bullet that is made from said metal as well because it can kill him yeah so it sounds like logan is just like you know what i've done enough i've seen enough my time is done now you know sayonara everybody so yeah and the reason why it's killing him this metal it's for that simple reason of like it's the one thing that can kill him and as he gets older his healing factor slows down so it's not healing him as quickly as it has been over the last couple hundred years mm -hmm. and that's why he's dying that's why he's slowly dying and that i mean and if you think about it that actually explains people getting into old age their, their metabolism everything slows down which allows them to you know get older die things like that so my mom and I had a similar conversation about this earlier this week. Okay, no, so... What a transition. <laughs> this is how old people die. So here's a story about my mom. No, okay. I was kind of doing the math. Um, segue. Segue far away and then we'll come back to Logan. <laughs> I, can, I can make this work, though. Okay, so I've been looking through, like, Ancestry.com because the library offers free Ancestry.com services with your library card. And I was looking at Anthony's family history. And from that, like, I also was starting to look, you know, more at my history as well. And I realized in talking with my mom this week that her parents were in their 70s when they passed away. And, like, now my parents are also in their early 70s. So that's well, kind of been at the forefront of my mind. But my mom's response was, well, people now take more medicines than they used to. So does Logan perhaps just need to find, like, an elixir to, to stop the effects of the adamantium on his body? Uh, I mean, that, that is a possibility. Um, that is a possibility that might help. But I think with this specific... It, it, it's, with this storyline? With this storyline, it's just this is what it is like no matter what medication he takes it's eventually going to catch up to him but now we do see again like these these children some of them are preteens they have banded together in this place called eden because they uh, they want to survive yeah exactly they want to make it to the end of the film before we get to that i want to talk about professor x because he goes through quite 
the change as well. And again, this has to be a wonderful nod to just Patrick Stewart's acting ability. Patrick Stewart was I mean, great in this movie. I love when he's like in the car and he's just like saying these sassy phrases and you're like, oh, okay, Charles. So how many of us like have that grandfather or it could be a grandmother as well who just does not care and who is sassy and like has the most wittiest comeback to anything you can say because they just don't care anymore. See, I feel like that's the way my mom's mom was when she was still alive. She was just very much I'm waiting much for your mom like, to get there. You know, I am over 70 years old. I can do whatever I want to do. Like, yeah. who's going to tell a little old lady what to do? <laughs> you and, know? And that's Professor X at this point of the movie. He's an old man. Uh, he's actually developed mental health issues as far as like he has seizures but when he has seizures because his mind is mentally linked with all mutants and all humans he causes damage so Wolverine is really at that point where he's like I have to kind of like keep these under under control because this dude could wipe out like city blocks well, Without this realizing is, this is what Wolverine's life has become is like, hey, I'm a caretaker. I'm, you know, I'm a caregiver. I earn money and I use that money to get the medicines that, you know, Charles needs. And then I bring them to him and I have someone who's there with him when I can't be there with him. Like, in a way, that is a very caring and selfless relationship for people who are dropping the F bomb at each other. Well, and, and, and that's what I love about it, right? They love each other. But they're constantly bickering back and forth. This honestly reminds me of my family. Like, they're going to take care of each other, but we're going to treat you like junk the entire time. See, so many family secrets. Like, the tea gets spilled on Beautiful Feet Podcast. It really does. But that's why we don't use names, right? We're like, yes. I always say, like, my family. I'm not sitting there saying my cousins and uncles and who. I don't even have any uncles. No men stick around in my family. So like, that's not true. At least his husband. But he's not really your Yeah, he's not actually my uncle. Like they got married when I was an adult. I don't look at him as an uncle. But yes, he would technically be an uncle. But yeah, moving on. So <laughs> this is not therapy time. Um No, that'll come for me <laughs> later on today. <laughs> yeah, that's later. Um so yeah, we see them just trying to care for each other. And they keep referring to this period of time in New York, but they never really give us the details as to what happened. I don't know if the details are in any of the other movies. You know what I mean? Like, if this was a reference to another movie that, like, we just haven't made the connection. Well, I don't because, know. Well, because, like, they had that moment where everyone's at the Statue of Liberty, and then, of course, like, the but, school is in upstate New York. Yeah, so. but I think because there, it sounds like they're referring to one specific moment in time and this is where a lot of the mutants had passed mm -hmm. so because we haven't seen that unless like i said if you guys know what that connection is let us know um but they kept like, referring to that we're x-men fans but i know some of our listeners are probably superhero super fans <laughs> super nerds it's all hey, good Don't being worry a nerd is a wonderful thing there's an entire culture for it Yes, there is. Hashtag so, it's why I have friends. Basically, uh, through a series of events, like Wolverine gets connected with this woman who has a quote-unquote daughter. It's not really her daughter. It's yes. one of the children who were experimented on. 
Um, and this child named Laura or X23, I think is her like mm-hmm. name, what she her code name. Um, she basically is Wolverine's daughter. And what I mean by that is they used his DNA sample and his like uh, skeleton essentially to create mm-hmm. the powers that she has. So she has the claws that come out of her hands, but she only has two instead of three. And she has claws that come out of her feet, which I thought were cool. And this child was awesome. Like, she had the best fight scenes in the whole movie. Well, and I think what really set it up was she was not talking through most of the beginning of the film because Logan predominantly speaks English and she predominantly speaks Spanish. So you have this quiet little girl who's just trying to eat her breakfast or lunch or whatever you have there. And then she just takes on numerous grown men. Oh, it was so cool. Epically wins and is just like, okay, like, don't touch my backpack. You know? (laughs) So while there's certain X-Men movies that you watch specifically for, like, the fight scenes and the action, this may not be one of them. This actually, in my opinion, I watched it for the storyline. I fell in love with the storyline of, like, Logan being an old man and kind of being in charge of this person who he doesn't believe is his daughter um, and just trying to learn how to be that caretaker to uh, Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved it for that. Now, there is a scene uh, that was really hard to watch, but it w- there was a scene where um, basically they, they, they're staying at... they're tra- Basically, they're traveling from one part of the United States to Canada, right? So they're basically traveling practically across country to get this girl to safety because the the government wants to find her and basically, so they're going from Mexico to Canada, essentially. And because the government wants, like basically wants the experiments back and wants to get rid of them all, wants to kill them all. And a bunch of the kids escaped and they're trying to find them. And as Logan's trying to take her to the border, like they keep getting attacked and and you know, at one point in time they're with a family, uh, they're staying at the house and they get attacked and Xavier unfortunately dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was hard to watch. I don't know if you because you actually didn't make it through this whole movie, which is why you're sharing thoughts but not yeah at this point. I sometimes when we watch these films, it's kind of at the end of my day and. I do pretty well, and then I just taper off. And so Anthony's like, here's how it ended. Yeah. So Xavier dies, and that's a really sad scene because, again, throughout this whole movie, or not movie, but movies, first of all, we've had the same actors playing Wolverine and Xavier. Um, So you already have that connection with the fans. And Xavier's such a loved character anyway that it makes it very difficult when you know he's gonna die. And you could see it throughout the movie that this is gonna happen. Um, Basically, uh, Logan gets them to the border, but still doesn't believe this place even really exists. He does find a bunch of the kids basically hiding out. They make a plan to cross the border so that they'd be safe. and in that, you know, the army's fighting them, army's trying to attack, and um, Logan ends up dead as well. 
because again because his healing factor has slowed down a lot he can't heal and basically he gets a giant flesh wound in his chest and watch the movie it's a cool scene but watch it if you're of age because it definitely has a lot more violence than some of the other X-Men movies but with these two deaths like it's really what it does is kind of encapsulates like this is the end of this series of X-Men movies it doesn't mean they're not going to make more Mm -hmm. but it's kind of the bookend of it all well because the movies that come after that we see Dark Phoenix and New Mutants Dark Phoenix, I know it frustrates you because you can't figure out where it fits in the timeline. We're not going to talk about that right now. And then New Mutants, again, they don't really come out and say, yes, this is X-Men. But, I mean, you can connect the dots. They they make subtle connections, but it's not an X-Men movie. It's almost an offshoot. I really enjoyed both films. I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I feel like right now my favorite is probably New Mutants, even though I do love Jean Grey. I would have figured it'd be Doug Doug Phoenix. I know, right? Again, I think it's just that um, sort of like a locked room mystery type of vibe that you get from New Mutants, but we don't want to jump too far ahead. However, are we ready to jump to a commercial break and come back with Revelation Chapter 13? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think... Those are basically my thoughts for this particular movie. I really like this movie, and I'm definitely going to watch it again. Um, So, just one more closing thought. For our listeners, we would love to hear from you once we're done with our X-Men films, what you would like us to review for the non-scriptural portion of the podcast. Because that will be wrapping up October 11th. At this point, yes, it's October 11th. Um, Deadlines may change. Of course, because, you know. If 2020 now, has taught us, taught us anything, it's that we have to be flexible. Now, I will say, for the remainder of October and most of November, I would like us to focus on uh, more Halloween-based movies. Do you want to do the Universal Monster movies? Maybe. Okay. I think we're, so. We're, but we would love to hear from you to see if you have anything to help us finish out 2021 or maybe start 2022 off with a bang. Uh, I know you are looking forward, I think, to the new Batman film next year, correct? I am. I'm looking forward to that because I don't, it, just, it looks smooth, it looks fun, and the Riddler is back. Like, I'm tired of them always using the Joker. Uh, use some of the other like Batman villains. Like let, let's let's see some like Poison Ivy again. Let's see, um, you know, just I want to see different bad guys. Well, maybe we'll see if we'll sneak some Batman films in there. We'll, we'll maybe. figure it out. But I do know, you know, I want to focus some some time to Halloween. Yes. Um, I feel no. Okay, so we actually talked at length about this today. If we could start a third podcast that is literally just all Halloween all the time yeah so. if you guys are interested in that like I know we're still trying to get like wrestling with faith off the ground so it wouldn't be probably till 2022 um, but you if you do. would be interested in like a scary movie podcast let me know yes please leave us some comments reach out to us we love hearing feedback from you that's why we're going through the book of Revelation currently yeah because somebody had requested it 
Hopefully that somebody's listening. So it's the same, putting it out there. Let's um, go to Revelation chapter thirteen. We'll be back after the break. This episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary of My Solitude, a published book of poetry by me, Anthony Giesick. You can pick up your copy at beautifulfeetentertainment.com, at iUniverse.com, and Amazon.com. Welcome back to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. This is the portion of the podcast where we go ahead and jump into the Bible. Uh, we've been going over the book of Revelation. Um, we do encourage you guys read along with us because we're only going over bits and pieces of each chapter, kind of giving an overview of what is being said in the in the chapter. Uh, before we jump into chapter thirteen, would you mind giving us a recap of chapter twelve? I almost said fourteen. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know how numbers work. Okay, so and if Re- you don't, you're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Revelation chapter twelve. Our recap. So this chapter is titled in my Bible, The Woman and the Dragon. Hoorah! So there is a woman who appears and she is about to give birth. And this dragon is also there because he wants to devour her child. And we talked about the fact that normally this is where I stop reading the book of Revelation because it just gets too weird for me. So everything from this point on is going to be new content for me. But we see that um, the dragon tries to overtake the woman and her child. But the earth helps her by swallowing this river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. So this makes the dragon upset at the woman. It says, Then the dragon enraged at the woman, was enraged at the woman, and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their testimony about Jesus. So chapter 13 is really... Satan having a temper tantrum and getting his friends to tell them all about it. Yeah, basically. That's the Reader's Digest version for you. Well, and and to kind of keep it on focus, right? So in 13, we're going to see the dragon, which is a representation of Satan, correct? Yes. So we're going to have that representation. He's actually going to go raise up a beast from the ocean and a beast from the earth correct yes so and this is where the idea of like the mark of the beast comes from um so it's really hopefully we're going to be able to clear up some of that understanding of of uh, of these uh of these images and what they mean and, and what the bible's trying to say about them so in anthony's study bible because it does have notes uh we looked into that quite a bit um And obviously, for Christians, we have this concept of the Holy Trinity. So that is, as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And some commentaries have suggested that this chapter introduces an unholy trinity comprised of Satan and the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth. Yeah. So, and essentially, uh, earlier in Revelation, we saw that 
um, God had already sealed um, or put a stamp on his believers, right? His followers. Um, and what we're going to see is the, you know, the mark of the beast. Again, this is kind of where this whole story comes from. Um, and, and what that is, is the people who, I guess, follow Satan is, is my well, understanding of it. Let's, let's take a look at the actual text. Text here. I almost said test, but no, not quite. That's going to come at the end of the book of Revelation. We're going to email everyone like a quiz on what you like. <laughs> so I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're reading along. So um, I'll start at verse 15 here. It says, The second beast was given power to breathe into the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refuse to worship the image to be killed. Now here's where it's going to talk about that mark of the beast. Starting in verse 16. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads. And verse 17. So that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Now, I have heard a lot of different commentary saying things about like, oh, we're moving toward a new world order and how people are trying to go toward a cashless society and that that movement is going to bring about the mark of the beast insofar as this reference to not being able to buy or sell without it. Do you have any thoughts or feedback on that? Well, uh, just kind of looking at my notes uh, from my, my study Bible, it says, this mark of the beast copies and mocks uh, the seal that God places on his followers. Just as God seals his people to save them, the beast marks his people sorry, marks his people to save them from the persecution. Okay. So, um, basically it's it's again it, it's it, it it's almost stacking up like these are God's people, these are the beast's people. Um, now going back to what you were talking about, uh, in the context of like how this would play out in the world that we live in where you can't make purchases without this mark and things like that. Um, I have a hard time putting a lot of stock into that because those almost sound like conspiracy theories to me. Well, and I feel like, again, that would indicate that there would be this portion of the population that would have to be reliant on each other, not the beast people yeah but you had had a rather funny combat funny comment about mortal combat would you like to explain that so yeah this kind of reminds me of, of, of the concept for the game mortal combat the concept is you've got um and i'm gonna really butcher this because it's been a long time since i've really played the game or you know like I've seen the movies but like I just watched them for the sole purpose of just enjoying the movie um, but basically you've got like the the I think it's like the shadow realm 
and they're trying to overtake these different levels of um, uh, basically these different levels of like reality right and basically the, it's set up by the elder gods that there's a tournament called Mortal Kombat and you have to win a certain number of them consecutively I believe it's 10 um, in order to have the authority to then take over these other realms um, and each realm would like get their best fighters to compete in this competition and the reason it's called Mortal Kombat is because the earth realm obviously is mortals they're human so that's who's fighting it are mortals fighting off these evil um, creatures or these evil um, people basically and the reason this reminded me of that is because of, of this concept of like uh, you've got God you've got Satan all, and they have their feud and they have their war and they're kind of bringing mortals into it so it was just this it's just a humorous little thing it's, it's not an actual parallel or connection now I'm gonna put you on the spot just a little bit here um, the hot seat yes the hot seat but is your wrestling with faith podcast for this week ready to go no Okay, so here's kind of probably what we might end up doing. Do we just want to release this podcast at the same time that we release Wrestling with Faith? So I've been I've been thinking about that because the schedule that I have now for Wrestling with Faith is very difficult because of the fact that like I was trying to do it on like Wednesday. Mm. Um but the reason I'm not, I haven't been releasing episodes consistently is one, that's two days after we released this one. Mm-hmm. And so it just, my mind is not podcast accessible. Um, but also, there's still a lot of wrestling to be had or to watch between that time. Right? So, so I'm, um, I feel like by the time I get to a podcast, it's late news. So I'm going to take a look at our planner. I have a lovely little planner that was on sale at Cracker Barrel. And the reason that I love it is because there's no actual dates to it. So I could just take the tabbies and start whenever you I You literally start to. on page one and you just go, okay, even though it's March or whatever, this is where we're at. So because my New York Public Library planner, which I love and is my favorite kind of planner right away, ends in August, I snagged this and started with August of 2021. Um, So this is a little peek behind the scenes of how we put the podcast together. Totally not really in our plan, but that's okay. Yeah, we are off, Um, off script at this point. Totally. Oh, okay. So... For our Summer of Superheroes with X-Men, we realized, oh no, we have forgotten some movies for their cinematic release because we're trying to do them in the order they were released. So We messed up. <laughs> that's probably my bad because I wasn't familiar with all of them. So we are going to, like once we're all caught up, I think the month of October, oh, nope, the end of September here, so we're jumping, jumping ahead a little bit. We are going to, after we review the 2020 New Mutants movie, uh, that'll come out September 13th, we're going to go back 
and review X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Wolverine, Deadpool, and Deadpool 2. So your hey. summer of superheroes is going to be extended until October 11th. So basically it's going to become the summer of superheroes will then become the fall of superheroes? I guess so. Autumn? Um, the autumn of superheroes. Because the fall of superheroes just sounds like they're all going to perish at the end. That really sounds ominous. And we're trying to review these superhero films to keep that part of the podcast light and fun. Because, um... Now, tr- <laughs> truth be told, like, I actually like this, con- the idea that the, that the Wolverine movies came last. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, the, as far as um, release date, they would have been sooner. Yes. But they actually don't match any of the storyline. They're like side stories. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they would be later on. So I think it was like serendipitous uh, that it worked out this way. Um, so, should we should back we finish to, back? Yes, let's okay. finish back with Revelation. I know this is the Bible story story. Bible, Bible story, story portion. portion. We speak the same language. And we totally <laughs> just like, hey, we're going to talk about the beast. Here, let's talk about X-Men. Um, but that wasn't the plan. We just wanted to give you guys an update. Yeah, we're not talking about Hank McCoy right now. Good reference. I thought okay, so. Okay, so we've got, again, Satan raising up the beast from the seas, the beast from the land, um, and then going out and, and putting the mark of the beast on, I'm going to say his followers, even though it doesn't really say it that way. Well, and each of these creatures, these beasts, have specific powers that the dragon, meaning the devil, has bestowed upon them. Yeah. Do we and want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Because that's, that's basically the crux of what this chapter is, is introducing these two quote-unquote new characters and their backstories. Yeah. So, let me go ahead. Are you able to, to look that Yeah, I can definitely look that up for you. Okay, so the beast out of the sea. Now, this beast, he was worshipped, and the dragon was worshipped because the dragon had given authority to the beast. So this is what people were saying. Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? His mouth, I'm paraphrasing here, uttered proud words and blasphemies his authority lasted for 42 months which i think we said was three and a half years is that right let's find out we're gonna google it in so, real time here um go ahead and keep reading okay so yep three and a half years <laughs> <laughs> this beast is waging war against god's holy people to conquer them And to do that, it has authority over pretty much everyone in the world. It lists them as every tribe, people, language, and nation. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, I think this is the portion where people kind of get freaked out and they're like, oh, Satan's going to take over the earth. But again, you notice it's only for three and a half years, which again, sounds like an eternity when we're, I mean, we're currently within a pandemic that's going on two years so it's like it seems like forever but this definitely shows god's like again god's sovereign hand to say look i've given authority but it's brief 
It doesn't last forever. I'm going to take my authority back. Well, and again, in verse 8, it points out all the inhabitants of the earth will, per will worship the beast. And then yeah. there's a pause. And it says, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. Yeah. So that's what we're going to see in chapter 14. Mm -hmm. What's happening with that segment of the population. Yeah. So this is almost like those movies where like, you see what the good guys are doing. And then it kind of changes scenes. And you see what the bad guys are doing. And it's probably a simultaneous scene. Uh -huh. They're both happening at the same time. So... And that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing Satan get his army together. And like we said, it's going to be the people who are not written down in the book of life, which is the book that Jesus references um, about who his followers are. Right? So if your name's written in the book of life, like it means that you belong with Jesus. Um, well, anyone honestly, else has the chance to be... Go ahead. I think this moment in time in the book of revelation is why when jesus was on earth and he was in, like involved in his ministry he was so adamant about the fact that he's like hey i either want you to be on fire in your faith or like cold and against me like there really can be no in between like yeah. i don't want lukewarm people what do you do with something that's lukewarm you, you spit, spit it, it out. out of your mouth yeah and you think about it like things that are cold and again he he shares it in a way that is a beverage right you don't want you want a cold beverage or you want a hot beverage one that's lukewarm you typically throw it out it's no good um nowadays you would microwave it but like or you know put some ice in it if you want it cold but you would do something to change its its nature and i think that and that is what words that is what god is trying to do to us throughout the gospel right there are going to be people who hear the gospel um and they reject it like mm -hmm. that that's just something we have to come to terms with there are going to be people like us like me who hears the gospel sees the importance of it and i'm like okay i need to learn this more i need to understand this more and i need to teach people about it hence this podcast and the different things that we've done well and again it reminds me of that verse in joshua that a lot of people who are in the christian community will have up in their houses today and it talks about as for me and my house we, we will, will serve, serve the, the lord. lord and that comes out of a time where god's people were like hey I'm setting before you a blessing and a curse. So here, again, depending on where these people were standing with Jesus, it's either going to be like you're sealed with a lamb or mm -hmm. you're going to worship the beast. It doesn't really sound like there's an in-between. No. So this chapter is a lot. It's it's. I almost feel like this is that interlude, like I said, where you see the enemy getting ready for battle. Well, and when it ended, I literally, because, like, what we do is I read it aloud and, like, he follows along as well. I, I was, like, flipping I fall the asleep page. on the couch, yeah. Like, wait, is this it? Like, where's the rest of the chapter? Like, this is where we're going to end? Would you mind reading the end? Like, just not, <laughs> wow, that, would you read the end of our lives? Um, <laughs> no, but the end no of this pressure. chapter, because it's just, it, it, it does end literally on a cliffhanger, and it, it, it's great. 
Okay, so let's back it up a little bit here to get some context. Uh, we we're talking about um, the mark of the beast, starting at verse 16. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads. Verse 17. So that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Verse 18. This is how the chapter ends, you guys. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. That is the cliffhanger that we are left with until next week when we look at chapter 14. Yeah. Now, before we kind of transition, right, before we move into something else, let's talk about the number. Let's talk about 666. And I know, like, as a Christian, this is almost, like, taboo um, to even consider or to think about. But in order to truly understand Scripture, I think we need to... Um, we need to have these discussions, right? So... What is your, like, when you hear that, or like, what, what's the historical, what do you know? So, for those of you who might be new to the podcast, you might not be aware of this, but I was a history major in college, so this is literally the love of my life, in addition to my husband, is... Thanks for the add-on, I know! By the way. <laughs> historical facts. From the time I was, I don't know, whenever Anastasia came out, so like 1996-ish. So, eight or nine? Yeah. Roughly? We'll go with nine. Twenty-four. Well, from that age, I was fascinated with history. And as far as biblical history goes, I am adamant that when we're looking at the Bible, we need to also understand the historical context with which the Bible was being written. And that is extremely important during this particular chapter because there are historians and scholars who are saying that this revelation is actually a criticism of the early Romans who would have been surrounding the early church mm -hmm. because the lifestyles and just the gods that they worshipped and how the Roman Empire functioned was at odds and at war with the ideology, the values, the belief system that was becoming the early church and that would be Christianity. So biblical scholars have said that this number, 666, is possibly in reference to Emperor Nero of Rome. Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing is, is I've actually heard a few different I'm going to say rumors just because I haven't researched them, right? So they could have some fact behind them, but that the, the, the number of the beast is not 666, but it's like 617 or 650, you know, like it's something different. Uh, but in this translation, in this scripture, it specifically says 666. So that's what I'm going to base it off of, right? Like I'm not going to just assume that everything I hear is correct. So, well, and my kind of little question mark in my brain is the Hebrew alphabet mm -hmm. 
each letter has a numerical equivalent, so could that have something to do with this? Like, what language was John writing in? That's going to be our and, research for the day. Well, and the thing is, it's like, I wonder if we can figure that out. But we can, obviously. But I wonder in my study Bible, if it tells you what language it is, that might help us figure that out. Um, I, will, I will look into that. But I like, I want to read this real quick. There's a note in my Bible um, about the number. And I, I thought it was a good, it was a good thing. It says, the meaning of this number has been discussed more than that of any part of the book of Revelation. There are, sorry, the three sixes have been said to represent many things, including the number of a man or the holy, sorry, the unholy trinity of Satan, the first beast, and the false prophet. And we'll talk about that in chapter 16, verse 13. If the number seven is considered to be a perfect number, in the Bible, and the three sevens represent complete perfection, then the number 666 falls completely short of perfection. Um, the first reader of the book probably applied the number to Emperor Nero, which we just talked about, um, who symbolizes all of the evil of the Roman Empire. Uh, so it is this concept of like, okay, if seven is perfection, this is off. This is there's something um, not perfect about this, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's evil. So it's a very curious thing, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and ask you because you always ask me. Would you like to pray for us? And also, is there anything else? like left insightful that you want to cover before well, we are ready. I do want to um, read this last little bit. It says, whatever specific meaning the number has, it symbolizes the worldwide domination and complete evil of this unholy trinity designed to undo Christ's work and overthrow him. So even though the number itself represents um, just not being perfect, it's also this... It also has become a representation of world domination and trying to undo the work that Jesus did on the cross. So I'm like, world domination? That sounds like some of your wrestling storylines right now. Uh, no, that's Pinky in the Brain. But, uh, you know, same thing. Uh, my fun little anecdote to close with is that we are very happy that we only, only have an audio portion of the podcast because we our hair is literally a hashtag, I woke up like this. Like, my ponytail is very much askew to the side. It's not quite as it should be. It's looking very much like Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. If you don't know who that is, A, I feel sorry for you. B, like, Google, Google it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... And again, we could go over this chapter, especially like the number of 666 for probably a millennium. Like we could probably go on forever. But this is just the overview. Please do your own research. Look into it yourself. Find commentaries, ways to find resources. Um, so I can plug the socials. You will pray for us. And this ends another episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Yes. You can find the Beautiful Feet podcast 
anywhere that you find your podcast through Anchor, through iTunes. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter using at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. And also, we're available online on our website, BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Uh, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word and, and the love that you've given us. We pray that you would be with us and bless us so we can bless others. Uh, we pray for our listeners, God, that they are um, growing closer to you, growing in your word, and that you would just keep encouraging them even when things get difficult or, or challenging. Father God, we thank you for everything that we've we've learned everything that we've discovered and we truly just want to pray for uh, the persecuted church and really just the different events that are happening throughout the world right now there's a lot of anger there's a lot of broken hearts there's a lot of depravity going on right now but we know we can put our trust in you and we just ask that you would continue to encourage us continue to strengthen us and really just be with us in Jesus name we pray amen Have a great week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.